Hey guys, good evening. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast here tonight. I've got a longtime friend of mine and a true, uh, we'll call him a mentor, you know, as far as the cleaning end of it and stuff. Uh, John's a very, very bright guy, knows a lot about cleaning chemistry and cleaning technology, runs a very high-end business in Bucks County. Um, that's outside of Philadelphia, if you're not too familiar with it. It's a nice area, and he's been there for a long time. Um, John, introduce yourself to our, our listeners, my friend. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me on tonight. Um, I, uh, well, John Burdick, owner of Burdick's Cleaning. Um, my specialties are carpet, upholstery, tile grout, window fashion, area rug, hardwood, and deodorization and high-end protections. So uh, I started in 1991 full-time and uh, fast forward, here we are today. That's awesome. Well, you you have a unique uh, perspective on it. Um, the business has obviously changed, and I go back as far as John does, and then some. Um, I think I started in the late 80s <laughs> doing this line of work, um, but it was more disaster restoration. I wasn't even completely out of school at that point. Um, but John has a business uh, that has it's it's been awarded. I mean, you're an award winning company. You've had multiple awards in your market, multiple different things. But John has a perspective of a, a highly mas- master uh, level educated technician, and he's taken about every class on the planet. He certainly is a guy you can ask a lot of information to, and a lot of people do. All around great guy um, with a I with a real you. personality. And I remember explaining this to her down there. I says, "Not you know, trying to get a technician to match John's personality is kind of tough. It's it's not uh, not your average everyday person. I know from running a bunch of techs, it's it's not the easiest thing to do." Um, but, uh, what I wanted to, uh, uh, just go over is what makes Burdick's cleaning John and your company, um, kind of unique in your market. I mean, you're in a good area in Bucks County, but there is a lot of competition just like here in New Jersey and in New York. So what do you think has made the test of time, your business to grow, your trucks to look absolutely incredible and to build the loyal following you've had? Well, that's, uh, you got about two and a half hours that I can, might be able to touch the top of that question. Um, well, we'll start with this, um, you know, very determined to become a professional cleaner, um, literally in high school with a teacher that I cleaned with amateurly. Um, I found a notch and I kept hearing the at-home moms that were going to the house to clean that the other guys didn't show up. They didn't speak English. They stole from them all these negative things. So I had this great idea at 16 years old. Why wouldn't I just show up, do the best job you can and start from there. So with a thousand dollars, that's what I did. I bought my teacher's old equipment and uh, determined to make a difference. And I've had a real love for the cleaning. Um, I guess you call it ADD, whatever you want. I, the attention to detail was what I fell in love with. And the more educated I became, the more efficient and fantastic results I gave. Um, that, so that was the beginning parts of my obsession with the cleaning field. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, taking, taking it from there, um, really kind of focused in with what people were saying. They, you know, they liked the quality of my work. Uh, and again, in the beginning, it was portables and, you know, any products to get my hands on. So that's kind of where uh, going into detail um, w- with each individual client. 
And without having a how we're doing card or getting verbal information from each client. And that was that's really what gave me the energy and the direction very early in my career. You know, you just you said something about uh, um it, it the consistent the a consistency portion of it and being uh you know delivering a consistent reliable high-end service one of the things that i talk about and you've known me a very long time too as well and i've always preached this uh people will pay more money for the better job i have been in three different markets i've been in northeast part of pennsylvania which is a little bit different than yours I've been in new york city which is highly competitive um, but very price-based, but it's competitive and there is a market there. And then I've been in here in New Jersey and they're all three different markets and a market's a market's a market. It's what you're going to bring out of it. It's the impact you can leave on people. It's the impression you can leave on your customers, things that make people, you know, what makes whatever you're doing stand out and makes yeah. whatever you're doing unique. I would say they're not buying a carpet cleaning service. If they were, they would go to the cheapest person in the world. They realize that that person's not going to do a great job. Uh, you know, a tiny example of that is today. I just did a job where I got done with it and she, I think the bill was like two fifty, and she added another seven. I think it was, she asked me to add, bring up two seventy five a $25 tip just because she said it was the service was so good. Not She didn't even see the cleaning, by the way. She wasn't even there to see the cleaning. I ended up sending some pictures to her, but it's a picture. It's not her seeing yeah. it live. And she said the whole process from the get-go, the communication was so perfect for her that she was floored. And she says, I have to I have to somehow reward you for the good experience I had. Your business is very much related to the experience they're going to have with you. I mean, you are a pioneer to me um, in the experience end of it from the, from the moment they talk to somebody in your office till uh, everything is done. Truth. Yeah, and to go back to, to recap on your question before I kind of got lost in the, the whole thing, but um, that high end quality and it's providing the service but it's actual like what is what is their impression of the entire process of cleaning for them in their home and steve tiburon tells says the best we are a tolerated nuisance now knowing that taking that into perspective and knowing the client we're a tolerated nuisance how can you make it better for them and it's conversation it's education it's corner guards it's seal a door. It's a fresh, clean van that's shining in their driveway. I can tell you so many times I've pulled up people's houses and they've never talked to me. I, you know, it's scene one, act one, doorbell rings. Everything is choreographed at this point. They open the door. They instantly make that subconscious decision that they made the right decision because they tell me, wow, I just made the best decision. Look how nice your van is. Look how clean your uniforms are. You're wearing booties. You've got a smile on your face. And that is all part of the process of making sure that they made the right decision. Now, I could be the worst cleaner in the world. And if I'm doing these steps and it's customer service, customer service, customer service, they're going to pay you no matter what. And I was very inexpensive in the beginning, without a doubt. Um, over time, I started finding that the value of who I was and my abilities got me to the point that I had to, I stopped knocking on doors. People started contacting me. Right. And that was the big turnaround. Um, 
I'd, I'd have to say when I, when I got my master cleaning status in 1995, um, I was told I was the first one in Pennsylvania to have it. And wow. that was literally the turning moment in my career where I had, I was going to like Gamberg's and, you know, upholstery stores and carpet stores, and they wouldn't talk to me. Now they contacted me because I was now a legitimate professional cleaner. And that wowed, that wowed me, that took me back. So from there it took off and that's where I got a lot of the, the praise and, um, you know, being environmentally safe, especially back then there was no regulation, you know what I mean? Uh, but being as safe as possible, I clean with straight steam for some people that's what on it. And so that was the service. You hear what your customer wants and you give them options and the education. And yeah, so there was a major, um, like between somebody who's trying to do a job or somebody who knows how to do the job and even better and exceed expectations on every level. That is the bare minimum that I do on every appointment. And, and that's, that's what people are paying you for. They're paying you for the experience. I had a gentleman on here the other day was a senior VP with Disney. And some of the things he said to me, I mean, John Walsh is, a, is a, I think, a New York Times bestselling author at this point. He's, he's a pretty celebrated guy. 18 years with Disney, and MSN stole him away, Madison Square Gardens, to, 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 to work with him. And it was, it was insight. And one of the things he talked about, and I've always been fascinated, because I think nobody's better than Disney when it comes to experience and, and, and great customer service. But um, he explained to me, we're, we're sitting there talking, he goes, I says, I understand that when you get up to the door, um, that your entire experience has been somewhat managed by Imagineers. I think that's what they're called. They're not called engineers. They're not called their Imagineers. And he goes, that is incorrect. And I love it when somebody says it's incorrect because you know a good story is going to happen. If I did yeah. some of my due diligence and found out I was dead wrong. So, all right, fine. So I says, tell me this one. He goes, it's planned way before that. From the time you look online and you put in an inquiry, you are now in our custody and care. And from that point on till the time you go home to your door, that entire experience is being managed by somebody that you are the personal responsibility of somebody at Disney to make sure your experience exceeds tenfold to what you expect. Right. That's, that's the point. And I don't even know there was something like that, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're the Kings of it. And, and I mean, I have another gentleman coming up that's worked with Disney in a different capacity. Um, but just profound like i'm I'm sitting here i never take notes when i'm doing a podcast and i'm just scribbling stuff down left and right yeah. i'm going oh my god and by the way i can play it back so i don't have to do it when i'm there and i've since then gone okay no notepads in front of you dude because i know you're going to do that um it's just me i'm a note taker i, I find out something that on an aha moment and my memory is shit so i i don't do that i just put it either on the phone or on notes but right. i don't have to do that so they pay for the experience. They pay for a better service. They pay for a better product. Um, and you're a product. I mean, you're not selling a service. A service is seen as a commodity. And unless you're telling the customer, or I should say your clients, because at your level, they're all clients. They're not customers anymore. Um, 100%. And I, I explained the difference. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain it real quickly so if our listeners are not sure. A customer is a one-time transaction, maybe two or three times they know they know you. A client is a person that goes, John, how are you? Hey, I need you to do my house again. 
or I need you to my friend's house or my neighbor's house. How you been? And they start asking questions. That's a client. You have a long-term fiduciary responsibility with that person. That's key to a, to a business. Um, and I definitely learned some of that from you, my friend. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the experience is everything. Um, you could see it if you go out to, I think it's called Pike's, uh, the fish market out there. You go to you go to the Ritz Carlton. You even go to Starbucks. You know, you got a certain experience, a level of experience there. These companies are doing it. Amazon, obviously, I went on a little tirade yesterday on a podcast about a negative moment of truth, and I happen to use Steve Tuburin's language during this, yeah. ironically. Well, so he's influenced <laughs> both of us, I think, quite a bit. And and I says it was a negative moment of truth because I love Amazon. I bought a lot of stuff from Amazon. I realize they're a big company. I supported him when the dude was selling books out of his at his father's house, not even his house. So. If I have a negative experience or, or Steve calls a negative moment of truth, it, it puts a black mark on, on everything. And, and they can't, and, and I think you can attest to this. You can't have a business and do something for 20 years on year 21, let it go. That's not how a business works. They're going to go, wow, John Burdick's Clean was great for 20 years and year 21, what happened? And that could yeah. be a difference of employees. I know that you are, like me, very much a control freak. So you have to know that everything is being done for your customer's care. I've gotten better. It's taken a lot, almost well, some therapy at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you're always therapy. looking at every aspect of it. I, I wouldn't call or categorize myself as a control freak, except the attention to detail. And literally, it, it, it comes you know, with, I've been through so many situations in 30 plus years of, of cleaning that I know every possible, well, most of every situation. So with a few choice questions to the client, I already know the formulas of what needs to be done and then some. So again, exceeding expectations, but the education part with the client is part of the show. It's giving them the information, having them realize at that point. And again, I I love Steve's way of, of teaching, uh, Steve Tiburon, he he's like, you give the power to the client and they will instantly give it back to you as the professional. And now you are you're in those shoes. And I took that and made an entire script that I teach with my my employees on how to even ring a doorbell. It's that you think it's that you just ring the doorbell. No, it doesn't work that way because you're, you're looking in the windows those are the negative moments of truth. So, you know, all of that is set up ahead of time. Um, and then how, you know, asking the certain questions and getting those responses and knowing how to answer them in the right way. And at the same time, preparing the job, having them add on once they see what you do and what you're able to do, that's another huge advantage where I, you know, I'll get whole rooms of furniture. Oh yeah. Well, you can clean that. Oh, can you do that while you're here? Sure, Mrs. Jones, no problem. You know, and and now my job ticket has doubled on that appointment. That is an average situation. It's not like every once in a while. That happens on most appointments. So, um, you know. Now, question for you: how how important do you feel? Because you, to me, you're you're in the expert level of this, and and I'm not flattering John. I'm telling John the way I feel. He's known me a long time. I'm not a flatterer. Um, how important do you feel communication? Oh, yeah, it, with um, beyond the quality of work, uh, 
and you know the scenarios the at home mom uh the husband was the one that called me the appointment they're not there or vice versa and there's been a lot of changes from the work order and um I have learned over the years that when Mrs. Jones says, well, I'm okay with it. And I know that she didn't make the appointment. I say, literally say to her, well, why don't you think about it? Talk to your husband before I continue to do it because he's not here. And I think he was the one that made the call. Uh, I don't want any misunderstanding. And that usually circumvents all of that negativity that comes with you coerced my wife into cleaning all this stuff and all this negative, 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 like, so taking that out of the equation eliminates the problem on most times, but communication is 100% key. And it all starts with the moment that that new client or old client is trying to reach out to you. If you're not available, if they get a voicemail, if they email, if they, you know, they text you or they're on Facebook and send you a message, you need to be available instantly to respond to that or have something in place to instantly respond. So making those positive moments of truth, as Steve says. So absolutely. I I have a a client I just had the other day and I, I didn't, you know, again, not candy coating anything, not the person I am. He was complaining about customers and this and that. And, you know, Uh, can you believe they made me do this and they made this, they're just going on and on and on like, like crazy. And I said to him, so tell me who pays who, who writes the check, who gives the credit card, who gives you the cash? Well, they do. Are are you sure about that? You're not paying them, right? Of course not. I mean, they're doing a job. Yeah. Never forget that because right now when you're talking about that, you're forgetting it. So if you f- are so frustrated with your customers and your clients and they are just driving you crazy, com- yeah. it's yeah. not possible. They can't be all driving you crazy. So something rattled you and you forgot why you're doing it. You're not doing it to work out. I mean, you may do it to work out. I like the physical aspects of it. Um, that might be important to you like the whatever, but they're paying you. And as long as they're writing a check and paying you what you're asking for. Now, if you're doing something and you're a lowball company and it never ceases to amaze me, and I'll get your two cents on this. People go out and they clean rugs for next to nothing. You know, whole house, $99. We've both seen them many, many, many times over the years. And they go out and it's the biggest thing I think you've probably run into. And one of the biggest things I've had to run into you know, you get in there and they go, well, they said five rooms for $99. And then you have to say, ma'am, sir, with all due respect of common sense and courtesy, there's no way they can properly clean your house. Now, they may come in there and say, we're going to do it. And once they see it and realize it's not a walk in the park that can be out in 15, 20 minutes, they're yeah. going to pull through your house and you're going to, they're going to look like you were never even there. So that's yeah. what you're going to get. Because, and it's not even that they, they realize they can't make any money doing that. That is a teaser. Either they're going to bait and switch you going in which is a subject I've not even had time to get into, but it's it's a uh, big issue. And it's gotten worse and worse within the industry now, probably worse than ever. Um, these companies are coming in. I have a friend that's, I'm, he's going on next week, runs a large, one of the largest air duct cleanings, cleaning companies in the mid-Atlantic. And if you think the carpet cleaning people get battered down, you should see what some of these air duct guys say they'll do jobs for. And they're just not doing it. There's no possible way. Yeah. And education informing them 
it's not going to be possible. And one of the things that I've done, you know, and, and you can give me your two cents again onto it, um, is I if somebody is going out of price, I'm saying, ma'am, sir, I will give you somebody you're looking for. I will give you a contact name. If I don't know who they are, I'll look them up. I'll gladly refer you over to somebody else, but there is no possible way I can do that for you for the price that you had done. And if you were happy with the job that they did with you, you need to stay with them. If you don't, then we can talk. Right. The, uh, there, there's a, there's a, a market for, for that type of cleaner and there always will be. Um, I, you know, not knowing in the beginnings of my career, trying to just get my foot in the door, I would do, I would work for anything, you know, $30 to do four rooms and a set of stairs. I thought I was making money, you know, and I was also like 18 years old, but at the same time, th there is a market for that. And once you start cleaning and you've got to make a decision at one point of, do I want to continue with dealing with the price shoppers and the low, low, really bad cleanings, horrible cleanings that are great for learning, but take four hours to do instead of a two hour job with the right equipment that you're getting paid correctly on. And um, that was the direction I went. Um, but the, the whole change of that was in 2008 when the market crashed and I was well established. I am, you know, that whole process to my amazement was I fired my price shoppers. I increased my pricing in 2008, um, across the board, like $25 a room higher than what I was the year before. And I fired all of my price shoppers. What I gained was a very high end clientele who didn't care about money. It wasn't a cost that they were concerned with. They wanted security. They wanted quality. They wanted somebody they can trust. They and they want a keyword phone up. When there's a problem, there better be a live person grabbing that phone call for to hear what's going on and follow up phone calls. You know, emails. We're coming at this point, calling them. We're coming at this point. The next day after we've cleaned, how was your cleaning with verdicts? All of that, you know, here's a how we're doing card. We can, you can send it back to me anonymously without any of your info on there. I don't even know who you are. Right. You can send me this and, and say, did I do something right? Did I do something wrong? So keeping that communication open, the trust, the security, then Sky, I doubled my business then, literally doubled it. And I, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe that. So, um, but there's, again, back to your original question, there's a market for, for the lower end um, priced gouging people um unfortunately i think we'll always be in that there'll be people in that market that we just can't ever completely eradicate so i separate myself as a very high quality and educated professional that is being referred and i'm you know i have heard clients say oh you know he's expensive but he's worth it and i i literally tell my the new client He's like, well, I've never paid that much money before. Even today, I'll say to them, if you don't think I'm worth it, don't pay me. It's that simple. I'm not going to take a dime from you if you think I'm ripping you off. And right. they stop and they let me go to work. And when I'm done, they're not only paying me what I told them it would be, 
but then I'm getting a tip on top of that. Just as you said, it's that whole customer experience. And then they're referring me to their friends and neighbors and social media and all the above. So that's, that's the wonderful part about it. You know, something, something I'm talking about now, I'm in the process of writing another book. Finally only took like seven years between one book (laughs) to the other, but um, I need me to sit down to write it. And this one is called welcome to the review society because we're in a review society today. I learned it living in New York more than ever. um, How important reviews were obviously in major markets, Philadelphia, New Jersey here, um, New York, you know, especially in New York, that's where it kind of based out of. And the feedback, you know, I, I had I had Troy from Sotellus, which is a very powerful tool when it comes to review management. I love it. I've been using it for years. It's definitely helped me build up my review base to a staggering number of good reviews that has definitely helped my business. But people, you know, you, you need that, you need that background, that that color of people giving their insight into your company, into what you do. And reviews to me have been huge, but it's feedback. And as I was telling Troy, I originally signed up as just a simple way to get feedback because it didn't matter what I knew. I've always been that way. It doesn't matter what I know. It doesn't matter how it doesn't mean anything. What matters is what our customers and clients think. And and I don't want to, I want them to give a either anonymous, you know, feedback onto it. I want them to call us. We do 30 days guaranteed. That's unheard of. Um, we don't care about it. I had somebody we did yesterday and went back out to do some spots that had nothing to do with us. But you know what? And he's like, you know, I'll pay you. I'll, uh, what do you, what do you want for the second? No, it's part of our 30 day guarantee. We clean the area, right? Yeah. Did, did, did the spots come out? Well, yeah, they did. I mean, you did a great job, but you know, there were still some things in there. You know, I says, listen, that's part of our service. You paid us good money to do that. We're not, we're yeah. certainly not the cheapest. New Jersey's best is certainly not even close to being the lowest price uh, company in our area. We're probably one of the higher ones, but you know, when you have that, when you need that service and that guarantee behind it, I'm, I'm not going to haggle with you about this. Oh, well, you know, there were some bleach stains and you treated them with this. It's not, that's not what we do. Um, it's my job or our job as professionals to educate, like you said, to do the job right the first time and to not make excuses for why we can't do something afterwards. Even if we can't fix it, it's still, you know, yeah. there's an old saying, everything before is a reason, everything afterwards is an excuse. And well, I know yeah. Steve is big on this too, but go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say that it reminds me of um, like at the peak of multiple trucks, multiple employees. Um, for a good part of a year, um, and we're doing five or six jobs a day with two trucks, two man crews, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but we're doing massive volume, like whole houses of carpet and upholstery on each appointment. And we weren't cutting corners, but we had the manpower. We were able to, to tag team appointments and one, both trucks would be started one would leave to go to the next appointment and they would show up at the next job and vice versa. So it became this symphony of uh, cleaning magnificence, you know, um, I like we that. didn't, I like that. we never got angry calls. We never got, they missed something. We never got, this didn't turn out the way we hoped because we were pre-qualifying the client. We were educating the client. I was taking, 20 minutes after the walkthrough and, and education with the client, the guys were setting up. I mean, it was, it was literally a flawless symphony. It really was fantastic. 
um, worked really, really, really well with no callbacks. You were doing 30 days. I, I just tell my clients, if you ever have an issue, call me, here's my cell phone. That's it. Done. Here's my work number. Here's the Facebook page. Here's how you get a hold of me. Like I have the best, the best little tchotchke I leave behind. And this is awesome. It's a really high quality nail file, like the high, the nicest nail file you can buy wow. with name on it and all my services on the back with the website. And they're going to, they're going to stick it in their purse. They're going to keep it on them. And when they're talking to their friends, oh yeah, that bald headed guy was at my house today. Here's his info. Right. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's 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 all you can ask for. So, John, we're just about to the wrap up point. Um, yep. Quick question. What what kind of advice would you like to leave our listeners with um, people that maybe you're in the industry, new into the industry? I'm not going to ask you to give a job average, but John, I can tell you his ticket is substantially more. It's probably double what mine is. And mine is substantial. So John does not have to say this, and I'm certainly not putting him on the spot, but I can tell you he runs a very high-end business. I've been there. I've seen it. It's not, uh, it's not BS. It is real, and he does it you know, through some of the examples he talked about here. But again, what is something you maybe want to leave our listeners with people can learn from this uh, going forward? And of course, at the end of that, if you can tell people how to get in touch with you, um, the areas you service, and certainly we're going to be putting this out everywhere. Well, um, I guess some advice is um, believe in yourself, believe in your abilities. You can't charge for something you don't believe in, number one. Get, it, get educated, know what it is, and try to master that craft. Um, you, you will absolutely succeed if people see the confidence and your abilities one appointment after another, and like a snowball, it becomes a mountain. Um, that would be the, the first thing I tell somebody who's questioning going from going into a high-end market. Um, provide that value. Provide that service. Um, you need to be available. I treat my clients like family. And when I have a new client who I've never cleaned for before and I tell them, you're now part of our family, they look at me usually like, that's crazy. You're a carpet cleaner. And then I clean for them. And at the end, they're shaking my hand and they're looking at my kids' pictures and they can't believe that they just had this awesome experience. So make it a positive experience. Um, make those positive moments of truth, not negative ones. So that would be um, my advice. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me would be um, you can email burdick343 at comcast.net. You can find me, uh, you can Google me, Burdick's Cleaning. Um, also, Facebook, burdickscleaning.com. Um, that's my website. And, um, you know, uh, the office number is 215-343-6450. You will talk to Rochelle. She runs the schedule for me. Um, I'm not picking up the phone. She does that. So, um, you know. I'm, I'm Mr. Technician and, uh, I'm on the job every day. So that's how I do it. That's Thanks. awesome. And I'm going to put some links in everything here too, as well. It'll be going out to every single podcast platform in the United States. And, and then some, I just found out I had somebody that subscribed from Russia. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I was, I was kind of surprised where all these, like I have software that tells me where all these downloads are coming from. And I'm like, 
somebody downloaded something in Hungary. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. We think about it, but people listen to it. And it's information that gets across the world. And honestly, at the end of the day, that makes everybody, it brings everybody up a different level and leaves a more positive atmosphere for this world. Cause God knows we need it. That's for sure. John, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you did amazing as I knew you would in this podcast. Um, John left all his information. You need to talk to him. Feel free. Um, if you need a cleaning and you're in that Bucks County area, Pennsylvania, which is probably the most beautiful county personally to me in the mid-Atlantic region, it just is incredible. And I live in a nice area yeah. on the Jersey Shore, but man, is it beautiful there. So that, and just to touch base about that, and everybody's demographics are different. Um, I literally got blessed with the area that I grew up in that was all farmland from a hundred years ago. Now it's very, very, very high end sought after property that is, it's attracted a very top dollar client to that area. So, um, I could not go any direction, but high end because that's what most of the homes are here. So I'll leave it at that. John, again, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time on a brand new podcast service without excuses. Thank you again, John. Appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, Rob.